Good morning. So I'm a little bit gimpy, so if I sit a lot, can you bear with me for that? Okay. Had a little surgery on my knee, so I'm a little bit, little bit sore, but we'll be good, right? We can do this together. I'm going to move this back here and throw my water on the ground. Awesome. Thank you. Well, welcome. Are you as excited as I am to be here? I don't want to go too low. That's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, friend. Bless you. I'll keep it up here so I don't have to bend and then roll down the stairs. I am so excited to be here. Um, as Rob said, I'm uh, Pastor Jackie. I'm one of the pastors here and also a chaplain, which I adore, the calling that God has placed on my life. And I have to tell you, this series has kind of rocked my world a little bit and challenged me and encouraged me. And I appreciate your prayer so much, Robert, because that's my prayer for every one of us here, including myself. And I'm going to be pretty transparent with some of the things that I share today. And I hope you allow the Spirit to bring up anything in you that He wants to look at and reveal and heal. Amen? Amen. This is kind of my sweet spot. This is kind of an area for me as a woman that I very much enjoy helping other women with and do often in a variety of ways. So... We're going to get going. And gentlemen, I know this, this message is kind of geared towards women, but let me tell you something. This warrior series is for all of us. This is for humanity. This is for God's church. This is for the people of Christ to stand up and fight for God in a way that he calls us to do so. Amen? So stay with me. Don't go anywhere. This is for you too. This is going to affect you too. Let's pray before we begin. Jesus, I thank you so much for what you've done in my life and in my heart. I thank you for this topic that I'm going to share today being so special and sweet and endearing to me. Because as a woman that's lived several decades, it's a battle that I've fought often. So Jesus, I ask that by your spirit, you speak to each and every one of us here, that we be open to hear what you have to say, not necessarily what I say. Jesus, this message is written with your spirit. I prayed but ultimately, you speak to your people. You speak to us. This isn't about me. This is about you and the amazing church that you are raising up in very, very challenging times to be a light to people that desperately need it. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I just want to share a little bit about the last um, probably two and a half weeks now with me. I had a little knee surgery the end of December, um, one of the joys of um, becoming mature. Um, that's not the word I would use if I weren't in church, but um, is arthritis. And so they cleaned out my knee a little bit. So I'm going to be sitting and standing and gimping a little bit. But it was interesting to me. I took two weeks off from work. I work at Ogden Regional Hospital as a chaplain. That's one of my jobs. I have another one as well. And I went back two weeks after my surgery. I could have technically waited another week because my knee was pretty swollen and pretty sore. And my job is literally walking and standing all day. That's what I do. I, I gauge on my phone up to five or six miles a day sometimes. So it's a little challenging when you have a sore knee. But I was determined to do it. And I, this just is amazing that this just happened to me last Friday. So I was struggling a little bit because I couldn't, if they call us and they need us, you got to get there kind of quickly, especially if there's something really emergent going on in the ER or whatever. They want us there quickly. Well, my quickly is a little slow right now. And I was feeling, starting to feel very insecure and really wondering, man, I probably shouldn't have came back to work. I'm not... I'm not really doing any good here. And I went into my office and just kind of sat there for a minute to rest my knee and, and prayed. And I, I was reflecting on one of my favorite nurses in the world, and I'm not going to say her name, but I love and respect this woman like nobody's business. She's a phenomenal nurse, and she had some surgery different than mine um, in December as well. Hers was a little bit before mine. And she couldn't come back to the hospital because she wasn't able to do everything required, but she could go back to her other jobs, two full-time jobs, full-time school, and a family. So this lady's a rock star in my book. 
And she went back to her job in four days. Surgery Friday, work Monday. And I started to compare myself to that and feel like, what is my problem? What is my problem? Look at what she's able to accomplish. Look at what she's able to do. And I started to feel like, I think I just go home. I don't think that I need to be here. I probably should have given myself. And I went into this deep spiral of um, really insecurity because even though this topic has been something that is so precious to me, this is a battle I fight, obviously, to last Friday and maybe the rest of my life. And I got this sick feeling in my stomach. And I started praying. And Jesus spoke to me and said, Hey, baby girl. We've talked about this. You know, you know that what you're doing matters. You know that you're doing the best you can. You know that as you hobble down these halls, people are being impacted by your presence. You know that. You need to not look at her as an example of what you should be. You need to look to me. And all of a sudden, a light bulb went off and I was just set free. And I was able to rejoice that she was able to come back sooner and do what she needed to do. And I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that, and that might seem insignificant, but those are the little things that the enemy will use to tear us down, to divide us, especially women, especially women. I've always been super involved, excited about, and loved being involved in sports. That's probably the massive arthritis in my knees. It was worth it, and I'd do it again, but... I remember the first time as a girl, elementary school, is when I started playing, being a part of a team all of a sudden made me feel included. All of a sudden I had people that were, at least while we're practicing and playing, like-minded like me, right? I'm a part of something. And then I remember somewhere along the line in junior high when I started playing for school and all the different sports that I was involved in. All I could see myself doing was realizing and comparing myself to the best player on the team. I wasn't it. I was a good player, but I wasn't the best. So insecurity began to feed my soul. This was pre-Jesus days by many, many years. And I realized that the more... I thought about myself, the more insecure that I became, the less likely I was to have any kind of relationship with these other girls on the team. Because you see what the comparison trap does? It divides. It doesn't build. It's really quiet. But I think you know what I'm talking about. I think there's been times in every person's life at some point, even as a child, generally beginning as children, that we step into that, well, look what they can do, look what they have. She's prettier than me. She has nicer clothes than me. So therefore, I'm less than. When the truth is, this could be a very good friend to me. We have a lot of common interests. We had a lot of the same goals. But I didn't allow that because the comparison divided me from that. And the more I compared myself to people that were farther along or more impressive with their school ability, the less social life I had with girls. Now, mind you, I grew up in a house full of boys, so I'm very comfortable being around guys. That's what I grew up with. I think these invisible walls begin to divide us and everybody loses. And quite frankly, this is nothing new. It's nothing new to us. It's nothing new to humanity. We can go back to the first book of the Bible in Genesis, chapter 3, verse 6. The woman was convinced she saw the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. She wanted the wisdom that it would give her. Now, if you're familiar with the story, 
you know that God said, you're welcome to anything in the garden, but stay away from that tree. So what did they go to? The tree. She wanted something that had actually been forbidden by God. And sin entered the world when they both ate from that tree, right? We know that. The Bible says that. We also know that when God came to talk to Adam and Eve, they were hiding because they'd eaten from this tree. See, it changed their perspective of their self. They knew they were naked, so they began to cover themselves. It didn't bother them before. They were with their creator, and they were at peace, right? I find it very fascinating, ladies, that we as females tend to want what we don't have. For example, if we have curly hair, we want to straighten it. You know, I'm telling the truth. If we have straightened hair, we're always complaining, trying to curl it, and whatever the hot stuff is that we do, and different products, and right? You know I'm right. And it's been like that since we were little. Sometimes as we get older, I'll use myself, sometimes as I've gotten older, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, ooh, I'm not 20 anymore. And then I can begin to compare myself as I did to this nurse that's probably 25 years younger than me and was able to recover quicker. And I begin to have shame and insecurity. And I push the women in my life away. When we're feeling that we need to compete or compare with one another, we don't often confide in one another. We don't often go to one another when we need it the most. Right? But I have to tell you, the more I look at this face every day in the mirror, and I see the wrinkles, I feel very blessed because these wrinkles on my face represent my journey with Christ. They represent battles throughout the course of my life that God has given me the victory in. I feel honored that he gives me another day. I had to change the way I viewed myself and realize that beauty is not what we see on TV. Maybe even what we see in our friends. Maybe they're thinner, maybe they're taller, maybe they're smarter, maybe they have better hair. I don't know. But I've lived a long time, and I've been around girls and women a long time. And it doesn't matter how old we are, we tend to fall into this trap. And it is a trap. You see, to be a woman warrior for God, I want you to hear me. You need to champion each other. That's what a warrior does. They lift up, edify, help equip, stand by their sisters, regardless. Right? Yet that seems to be one of the biggest struggles we have as women. And I have to tell you, as I mentioned, growing up in a house full of boys, they helped perpetuate this insecurity in me as they compared me to other girls. Now, brothers are brothers, and if you've met my brothers, you would go, yeah, I get it, but Casey knows my brother. Well, you know most of them, don't you? Yeah, he used to work with one of my brothers. But they thought it was funny to tease their only sister and say, how come you're not as skinny as so-and-so? You bring that cute girl around, why don't you do your hair like her? These are actually things they said to me as a girl. Now, what do you think that did to me? Nothing good. You see, sometimes we don't realize the weight of our words when we speak to and about someone else. And a warrior would never tear down. They build up because that's what Jesus did. 
right? I'm not even close to the same woman I was when I gave my life to Christ. And thank God. I remember one of the most beautiful things that happened to me right after I gave my life to Christ, probably six, eight months into it. I'm driving down the road, and I could have possibly been an aggressive driver. It's, it's, a, it's a chance. I can neither confirm nor deny with, you know, waving and, you know, all the stuff. But anyway... And I remember driving down 1900 in Roy, and I was headed south. No idea. I don't remember that part where I was going. And somebody cut me off. And all of a sudden, I went, oh, I'll just slow down. What just happened? You see, God was changing me from the inside out. I didn't see the other cars on the road as like in a drag race, which is good for everybody. I think if there was ever a time for us to embrace this series of acting and becoming a warrior for God, it's now. I don't know about you, but 2020 was a little hard for me. Could just be me. I doubt it. And I watched over the course of the year the struggles that the women in my life went through for a variety of reasons. Some handle things better than others. And they began to compare themselves to each other. Well, I can't be as good a nurse as her because I'm just so upset about what's happening and I'm so worried about, you know, my family and I'm so this and, I'm, and they cut back my hours and I don't know what I'm going to do, but look at how good she's doing. You see, it never stops unless we stop it. Even last Friday, I had to face it again. So this is something the enemy will continually use to divide us. And actually, I think one of the best ways that we can change what's in here, change what's out there, is to do what Robert did. I can't do that right now, or I would, but to be on your knees for your sisters, to intercede for God's blessing on them, to intercede that they will receive and walk and act in everything God has created them to do, and rejoice with them when they get the victory. I think that's what it means. I don't think it means that it's all about being up here with a microphone. I think it really has almost very little to do with that. It has to do with the women and the girls and the people in your life that you see on a daily basis. That you can cheer on for God. Can we put that picture up? I sure appreciate that. I think before any battle, if not, it's okay. Um, can you find it? Okay. Before any battle, it begins on our knees. That's the start of it. Because something quite beautiful happens when we begin to pray for people. It changes us which in turn changes how we feel about others. You know what the definition of a competitor is? Listen, ladies. A group, a person or group that one is trying to succeed against, a person or group that one is competing with, he or she sized up the competition to see who the toughest opponent would likely be. Don't let the competition know our trade secrets. Whoo! Don't let the women in our life know how we've developed a good relationship with our husband. Don't help them. Let's preserve what we've got. Don't help them if they struggle with parenting. Don't help them if they're struggling to find their place in the church. That's what this says. You see, competition is the same as compare. I competed with my own teammates when I was young. Instead of with them, I was competing against them. You don't succeed with that. You know, I think part of the American dream and even culturally around the world, we're raised to believe that women are supposed to be in competition with each other. 
I see it on TV. I watch very little. I'm very selective what I watch on TV. But it's like they pit each other against each other. And that's just not how Jesus does things. He embraced women. He empowered women. He called them to be everything that he knew that they could be and wanted them to be. That's what we are called to do. That's the privilege we get on this planet. Somewhere along the lines, we girls have chosen to allow barriers to be built between us because we somehow feel less significant due to what our view is. And I find it interesting when you're in a group of females, maybe out for the night, women's retreat, camp, something. The conversations that you have with your group of ladies in the room. I went to a women's retreat probably 20 years ago, maybe 15. And all of us were together in a room. And somebody asked the question, now, this is not a judgment, so please hear my heart. If you could have any type of plastic surgery done, would you do it? Literally every woman in the room raised her hand. I'm not down on plastic surgery. But what I'm saying is, when you have a group of 25 women, and every single one of them look at themselves in the mirror and say, this isn't good enough, I think that's a cultural problem. I think that's a gender problem. And the interesting thing was, as you look around the room, there was, weight's been kind of my thing my whole life. I've always been a big girl. I've been strong, but I've been a big girl. And I'm looking at these thin women going, what the crap? You look good to me. I can't even figure out what you try to fix. I want to look as good as you do. Has that ever happened to anybody? Thank you. I remember standing in the bathroom, because, you know, when you go to women's retreat, there's several of you in the room, and you go into the bathroom together anyway. That's what girls do. But you'd be standing together doing hair, and you, I remember looking over and thinking, oh, her hair's so pretty. Look how easy. She just, get, she just got up. She didn't have to hardly do anything to it. And she's speaking today. How does she do that? It's going to take me 25, 30 minutes to just be able to leave the room and not scare people. <laughs> I've thought that before. You know what I should have been doing? I should have said, head sister, let me pray for you. Tell me about what you're going to share. Let me help support you in prayer. I believe in you. That's what I should have been doing. God speaks to us about our identity. Let's look at Galatians. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. Then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Don't you love that? Do the creative best with your own life. That's in the Bible. That's kind of cool. I think he says don't compare because he knows that we have a tendency to do just that. He knows that in our human nature, from a variety of sources, outward and inwards, we feel the pressure to be better than someone. And granted, this hasn't affected some people as much as others. Some women don't struggle with it as much as others do. But you know what I think? Boy, this is interesting. My laptop crashed in December, so I'm using paper, and this is a whole new experience. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and then my printer crashed too. So it's been it's been interesting. You know what I think we're supposed to do? I think we're supposed to look around us, look behind us, and find women and girls to speak life into. I think that's what God's called us to do. I don't think it's just about me feeling good about myself. I don't think that's sufficient. I think God gives me an identity in him so that I can be comfortable in my own skin in order to bring out the gifts in the women in my life. 
I don't know if you guys have struggled with this or not, but I did a book club several years ago called So Long Insecurity, You've Been a Bad Friend to Me by Beth Moore. If you've not read that book, read it. It'll change your life. I picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down because it made me mad. <laughs> because it was telling the truth. I finally got through it, cried through most of it, and then God said, that's good, honey. Now you're going to do a book club with other women. Ooh. I did a few of those book clubs, and I had women from all ages. And everybody struggled with something insecure because of the comparison trap that we fall into. It's a sin. We believe the lie of the enemy that we're not enough. The question is, what, so how do we fix this? How do we work with this very competitiveness that's in us, some more than others? You press into God. You get on your knees. Lindsay, come up here, honey. You see, Jesus is so good to bring people into your life to love to encourage, to affirm that you get to do that. Yes. Sweetheart, I love you so much. You pray for me. You send me texts to encourage me. You share Jesus with me. You have such a heart for your classmates, for your family. You're an amazing young woman for God, and God has incredible plans for you. I believe in you, and I know you're going to achieve every one of them. You can do it, right? Thank you. That's champion, women. And that's sincere. I meant every word. You see, there's something almost magical that happens when you begin to compliment rather than criticize. Not fake, not insincere, but genuine compliments. It changes people's days. It changes you and how you look at people. I think of a woman in the Bible, there were so many. Her name was Deborah. She was a warrior for God. She actually led an army of men into battle for their victory. That was unheard of. She was obedient to him. She gave him the credit. She knew he called her to do that. You see, there's courage and strength and Holy Spirit power when we hear and act on what God says. And you know what God says? Love one another. Love each other. Let's go back to Galatians. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. Then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the best, creative best you can with your own life. Let's remember that we're all a part of the puzzle. And every single one of us are equal. Equal. Whether you ever step foot on a platform or a stage or have a microphone in your hand or not, that's irrelevant. What matters is that you respond to what God speaks to your heart. You see, Deborah took the word of God into battle. She heard what God said and she took it and he gave them the victory. That's what we need. I think that we can help each other grow. I think that sin just like it did with Eve, sets in when we begin to fall in and believe and revert back to, just like I did on Friday. Well, why can't I get around like she does? It's silly, but it'll tear you down. It'll keep you from doing the work that God's called you to do. If I had believed that lie, I would have gone home. Valid reason, but I would have gone home and missed the opportunities I had on Friday to pray with people that may not be on this earth much longer. To share the gospel with people that might not be here much longer. If I had listened to that, it would have prohibited me from being the warrior that God has called me to be. Amen? Amen. When you look in the mirror, just remember that you're a daughter of the King of the Most High God. He created you and designed you to be and look just like you are. He deposited gifts 
within you when he created you. And this journey of life that we're on is an opportunity for us to help draw those out of each other. And learn that when these thoughts come into our mind and we start to compare or look at something someone else has or look at someone else that we think is prettier than us, we can remember Jesus created everybody beautiful. Everybody. The world does not define beauty. He does. I'm not ashamed of these wrinkles. I've lived a long time. And Jesus has brought me through some pretty tough stuff. I encourage you ladies to prayerfully select people in your life that will cheer you on. That we can learn to not gossip and not be judgmental and critical. And not just hang out with our one or two friends that are just like us. But to learn to embrace diversity of our gender. I intentionally look for women that are different than me. Because it helps me become all I'm supposed to be. I don't want people just like, it would be a mess if there was a bunch of Jackies in the room. Everybody's loud and trying to be in charge and it would just be good. It's not a good scene. My husband's at home watching going, oh, you have no idea. I think if we begin to invite people into our life that will help us find our security in our relationship with Jesus and we're on our knees praying for one another, it changes the course of this cycle. It actually begins to break it. And we have a decision to make. And guys, I want to encourage you. I shared what happened to me as a, as a young girl with my brothers. Use your words wisely. I've been in groups of young men, boys, and men of all ages. And they actually help subconsciously, I think, perpetuate this comparison too. They'll compare their wife or daughter or sister or mom or whoever, their coworker, person they go to school with, They'll compare them to each other, and we get, the, we get the brunt of that. We hear it because it affects how they treat us, right? So be empowered, gentlemen. You can add life to the girls and the women in your life like you cannot believe by helping them to become all that God's created them to be. And if they begin to go down that competition path, help them. Pray for them. Do we have any of the pictures? No pictures? Okay. It's okay. The first picture was of a woman praying by herself. Beautiful. The second picture and you can visualize this with me, was women praying together for each other. I don't know about you, guys, you probably haven't been to a women's retreat, probably not invited, but um, women are going away to be, anyway. Um, did I say that out loud? I did, didn't I? When you get into a group of women that are praying and worshiping and lifting up the name of Jesus together in unison, that's what a warrior is. The power that comes from that energizes us to fight the fight in a righteous way. To not allow the enemy to say, well, you don't sing as good as she does. You don't speak as good as they do. You just work with the kids. You don't really do anything that important. Stop. It's all important. I remember when I first started speaking many, many years ago. I was so frightened. And I would get up to speak, and all I would do is compare myself with these powerhouse women like Joyce Myers and feel so intimidated by the time I got up to speak that I probably didn't make any sense whatsoever. Until God began to show me, I didn't call you to be her. I created you to be Jackie. Let's work on this. It's not about her. It's about you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, can you even imagine what it would be like to be in a group of women or at church, at work, and everybody felt comfortable? The women weren't sizing each other up. The men weren't comparing the women to each other. Do you imagine what that would do for our world? How it would change the direction of the church for good? Because, see, women are craving unity. They're craving the opportunity to pray with and be with their sisters and know that they matter. There's something in us that craves that. We can achieve that on our knees for each other. Adding value with our words. I mean, every word I said to that young lady, we keep in touch several times a week. You know what happens when we pray? We don't have time to compare. There's no room. There's no space for it because we're praying for God's blessing, praying for God's gifting, praying for God's calling, praying for God to bring out everything he's created them to be. You see, when you pray that way, you don't have time to compare. You don't even think about that. I think that's where it starts. If we truly want to be women, warriors for God, we got to begin to do that. And sometimes that can be hard if we're having a tough time. That's why we need each other even more. It would be such a beautiful opportunity to show the world what it looks like in the church for women to be accepted as they are. To recognize that everybody is equal in God's eyes and has a calling and has gifts. Do you know what that would say to the outside world? People that are watching us? You see, we're not supposed to be like the outside world. We're supposed to be inclusive. We're supposed to be inviting. We're supposed to represent something than what we all get out there. Amen? Amen. Choose your words to add, not take away. I know this verse is used a lot for weddings, but it's 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. You see, the truth is warriors fight comparison with compliments. If compliments, affirmation, encouragement that changes how we feel about ourselves as well as the women in our life. When was the last time you actually genuinely took time to compliment another woman or girl? Prayed for and asked God to show you. Maybe you do that already. Way to go. That's fantastic. Keep it going. I think that would change the world that we live in. The bridges begin to be built with one another rather than the walls that divide. Do we have the video clip or not? Yes? Okay. In a minute, I'm going to show a clip. You may have seen this movie. It's not new. But I thought about this clear back in probably November, and I knew I wanted to show this clip. Because you read throughout scripture, New Testament, Old Testament, the people of God always prayed before they went into battle. Always. And this clip reminds us of the power of prayer for other people. Go ahead and show that when you can. Thank you so much. done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. 
praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim you King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Listen, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it. Because what happened was God brought a woman into her life that was struggling in her marriage and in her life. And she affirmed her, encouraged her, comforted her, prayed for her. And the woman got the victory in her life and in her marriage. That's what this is about. It changes everything when we remember what God says about who we are. He never tells us in the scriptures to compete against each other for our identity. Never. He says you are beautifully designed, each and every one of you. This quote from Andy Stanley says, there is no win in comparison. Nobody wins. Everybody loses in that situation. What do you think would happen if we could be on our knees like that woman? Praying for everybody. Praying for the women in your life that are struggling. Being made available so that they could call you if they needed something. I know life is busy. I get it. I am too. But at what point do we stop being so busy and see each other? And remember that life is over like this. And every day is a joyful gift. Use it wisely. Help the girls and women in your life to be warriors. That young lady has an incredible calling on her life. And I pray for God to put a lot of women in her life that will help her to reach everything that God's called her to be. That's what we pray for. Our hearts change when we pray for people. And the enemy can't get his words of competition in. I want to finish with this. I pray every day before I go to that hospital. And as you can imagine, it's a stressful time for medical people. And I'm the chaplain there. And I pray every day before I go to work, God, show me somebody that needs to be loved on today. Show me. Because I can't talk to everybody. And I was walking down one of the medical floors and one of our EVS staff, which is the cleaning team, was working hard like she always does. And God said, that's her. So I went up to her and I said, I just want you to know that I see you. I see how hard you work. You make this place clean that I would bring my family to the hospital if I needed to. It's because of your work. 
I appreciate what you do. God bless you. She took the broom in her hand, leaned it against the wall, and began to weep. She said, I never feel appreciated for how hard I work. I think they just take us for granted. I said, God doesn't. Hospitals can't function if they're not clean. What you do is important. She kind of gave me a hug. No, we're not supposed to. It was six feet apart-ish. <laughs> and every time I walked down that hall the rest of the day, she had a little pep in her step. You see, that opens a door, genuinely, not with a motive on my part, but it opens the door for her to know that she can come talk to me, she can trust me. And I believe I'm going to have the opportunity to share the, share the gospel with her. I'm interceding on her behalf. I didn't know there was a bunch of stuff going on in her personal life, and she didn't share that. But she's struggling, and Jesus wants to save her. Some things to leave you with this week. You can make a difference. You can change not just someone's day or week, but someone's life by the way you treat them, the things you say to them, the things you say about them and over them. All of us are held responsible for every word that we speak. So think about this. Who do you compare yourself to? Begin to go out of your way in person, over the phone. It's a little challenging with COVID. Text, whatever, to compliment them on something specific. Again, this needs to be genuine. Why do you think you're so prone to compare yourself with others? Does comparing lead to making you feel better or worse? When we compare ourselves to others, how do you think this impacts how we view or treat other people? We talked about that. Read Galatians again. What do you think God is trying to say to us through these words from the Apostle Paul? One of the best ways to avoid the comparison trap is by choosing to compliment the very people we compare ourselves to. Mm -hmm. yep. Wow. Ladies, it's yep. a good challenge. Start praying. Be bold and pray with power. I just want to say, as I've been praying for this message for several weeks, I know that somebody online and here needed to hear this message today. I know I needed to be reminded of it just three days ago. I want you to know that God hears your heart. He knows the struggles and probably the woundings from people's words that have been spoken to you, many times as children. And God wants to heal you from that because he wants to raise up a women of warriors that will fight the battle for him. I'm interceding for that woman at the hospital. I believe she's going to come to know him. I believe she's going to be set free, and she's going to find her value in her relationship with him. I believe that, and I'm praying for that. And I'm praying for you. So as we close, I just want you to meditate on the things that were spoken today and whatever the Holy Spirit said to you. That's the most important. And if you need prayer, we'll have people up here that would pray with you. I called somebody seven, eight, nine times when I first read that book, So Long in Security, because I felt so deeply wounded and God was uprooting those seeds of insecurity. And I needed my sister to pray for me. We need each other, ladies. We can do this. Guys, you're on our team too, right? Be the cheerleaders. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I thank you so much that your word is powerful and it's living. And you tell us specifically to not compare ourselves to one another but to embrace the individual people that we are. Because we carry the gospel with us in our heart, in our life, in our work, in our school. That's what people need to see. They need to see females that are not afraid to share the gospel because they're comfortable in who they are. 
So Jesus, I pray that as your spirit has spoken to many people today, that you would bring clarity, truth, and healing to every single woman and man that's experienced this, that we will rise up knowing that you have the victory. We love you, Jesus. I pray your blessing upon each and every person that's hearing this message. I pray that we go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit with the truth of the word of God deeply rooted in our hearts, knowing that we are beautiful in your creation. And it's in your holy name that I pray. Amen. And Jackie. Um, I'll ask Jackie to stay. I say, I'll ask you to do me a favor. Just bow your head a second, would you? Just close your eyes. Everybody, just out of respect, just, you know, if you don't mind. Not, I just want to make a private moment. <clears throat> if, if you know that you've been struggling with comparison... And, and, and Jackie's walking us into the rest of our series, and you've been struggling with words that have been spoken over you, and it has left a bruise, it's left a mark, and it's robbed you of your value this morning, and all heads are bowed, eyes are closed, please, just out of respect. If that's you this morning, I want you just to, just, I want you to slip your hand up, would you please? Thank you. That's okay. If it's not you, don't worry about it. But if it is you, just go ahead and slip your hand up a second. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, just to keep it up. Everyone else, keep your eyes closed, head bowed. I'm going to ask Jackie to open her eyes. Would you turn Jackie's mic on, please? Jackie, I'd like you to look around the room. There's hands up all over the room. I'd like you, Jackie, again. Would you do this for me? Would you ask God to turn the page in these people's life, in this specific area this morning, that today as you speak with them and for them, as they tangibly in one sense, Jackie, reach out. Lord, Lord I, I, I hear you. That as you would pray over these specific hands, Jackie, look around the room. That you would pray over them. You would pray release this morning. That God would, would dare, because he wants to, Jackie. He would dare to turn a page. And allow people to start a new season in a new way, with a new mindset this morning. Would you please? Yes. Jesus, you see the hands that are raised. And you know exactly where those woundings come from. You know what was said or done to cause them. And I pray in the power of Jesus' name for these women to be delivered from that bondage of comparison and insecurity, to be set free from everything that has hurt them, to feel comfortable, Jesus, as they talk to you, as they press into you, and you deliver them from the bondage of insecurity and comparison, as you set them free to walk the path you've designed for them with power and joy. You love them. They're intricately made. So Jesus, any words or actions that have been spoken to them or over them, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I pray for the truth of the word of God to set them free permanently, not just today, that they walk forth in power, impacting the world with what God has done in their life this moment, this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.